Hey guys, welcome back. So last week, Katie and I were talking about, <laughs> and I'm laughing because we started recording earlier and I was going back and forth and it was not sounding good. So today we're talking about how we have rebranded. Uh, we are, last week we talked about this idea of the life sorter and we're going to be continuing in that theme of sorting. But life just sounded kind of big and ambiguous, so we're calling it the MySorter. So we are now MySorter.com. That will be where you can find us, and we'll be really excited to engage with you there. Today, we wanted to talk about what do we mean by sorting? Like, what are we sorting here? What are we talking about? What does this process look like? We got some feedback that, yeah, this all sounds really cool, but what is it about? What is the actual process? What is the actual experience going to look like? And how is this going to help me in my life? So today we just wanted to give everyone a taste of that. And uh, Katie, was there anything there you wanted to add? No, I think that's, um, that's, uh, that's, I think we should jump right in and tell people what my sorter is. Um, it's a pretty simple design. It's just a, a process for handling a lot of complex human issues though so it may seem simple on the surface but once you get in there it's um pretty meaningful to practice so absolutely just yeah yeah just like a um just like a car you know it's it's pretty once you get the hang of driving it's pretty straightforward and simple but all of the stuff going into that car being able to get you where you want to go is quite complex so it's the same thing this diagram this sorter uh is incredibly simple. It's comprised of two lines that intersect and that creates these four quadrants. Uh, but the philosophy and the theory behind that very simple diagram is quite complicated and complex because it's a diagram about a human being, a human being. And I don't know if you've noticed, but there's some complexity there. Mm -hmm. so. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So to start, yeah, go ahead. I was wondering, can you start with like the vertical line? What is that? Sure, sure. The vertical line. If you, if you want, you know, right now we are uh, on audio, which is not the best platform for describing the sorter. So I'd, I'd love it if you, and we're going to be, you know, giving you guys opportunities when you go to mysorter.com, we'll have diag these di diagrams up so you can see what it looks like visually. We're going to be creating courses so that you can visually go along with us uh, and experientially go along with us as we sort your stuff uh, and your stories and your lives. And we're going to be doing crowdcasts so that you can visually see what this looks like because it, it is a visual process. Mm -hmm. But today, since we are not, you know, on a visual platform, I'm going to do my best to describe it to you. And I'd encourage you if you have a piece of pen, a piece of pen, if you have a piece of paper and a pen with you, that would be great. And you can go along with us as we do this. So you're going to grab that paper and with your pen or your pencil, or even if you have an iPad and, and you want to just draw this out or a whiteboard, that could be kind of fun too. You're just going to draw a vertical line on that piece of paper or whatever you're using. At the top of that vertical line, you're gonna write outside. So that's all the stuff happening on the outside. So to give you a little bit of uh, theory here, that vertical line is the context of your life. So where are you right now? Where is your attention? 
on the outside or at the bottom of that vertical line, you can write inside. So is your attention more focused on the outside stuff, the outside context, or more on the inside context, the thoughts, the feelings, the memories, the stories. So just notice that. Notice the difference between your outside stuff and your inside stuff. And you'll notice there's no, it's not like we ever land anywhere. It's not like we're always connected to our five senses and what's going on around us and completely in, in the process of tasting and touching and feeling and sensing. At the same time, all of the inside stuff is happening too. So, yeah, so to yeah. clarify, so by outside, you actually mean like, am I actually paying attention to this moment? Not am I thinking about things outside of me? You mean, right. am I in this moment? Like, am I eating my apple and tasting my apple and smelling my apple? Mm-hmm. Or am I in my head thinking about thinking thoughts, whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and for some people, it helps at the top to write five senses. Okay. Uh, and at the bottom, mind. So we're discriminating. This is what we call a, a discrimination task between what it feels like to be in my five sense experience. Okay. So let, let's take um, eating as an example. So let's say I am eating an apple. So am I, you know, hearing what it sounds like and Katie's laughing at me because anyway because she's <laughs> laughing at me but am I am I noticing am I sensing what it sounds like when I bite into it am I noticing the tart in my mouth am I noticing the smell coming from the apple am I noticing its red vibrant color am I noticing um kind of how it feels to have my teeth bite into the apple. And then what can quickly happen is I can notice, let's say I I notice my teeth biting into the apple, I can quickly drop down into my mental experience and remember, oh shoot, I need to make that dental appointment. Mm, Oh shoot, like what, so our five, it's so mucky because of this philosophy and this theory, this philosophy of functional contextualism and this theory of relational frame theory, which we might get into, it doesn't matter, but particularly relational frame theory talks about language and cognition. And because we are languaging beings, it is so quick that that process of our five sense experience mingling down into our mental experience. So we're, because it's not a good or bad thing, just because we use language so much, we are so good at, at transforming our five sense experience into a mental experience. So like Katie is saying, all of the sudden, I am no longer tasting an apple, but I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, I just spent all that money, you know, a couple months ago on that crown. And like, when am I going to have, I really, ugh, I, I just moved to a new place. I don't know what dentist to call. This might be really expensive. I should probably think about cutting back. And all of a sudden I, I look up and I, the apple's gone, <laughs> but I didn't really taste it. So I was just in my mental experience. And, and, you know, that's a very silly example, but you know, that can happen in your, with your whole life. All of a sudden you look up and you realize, oh, wow, I never really tasted that. Or I never really, uh, felt connected to that person, or I never really um, 
noticed how lovely it was to have warm clothes on my skin right after they came out of the dryer, you know, like, Mm -hmm. because we, we can completely miss out on our five sense experience because we like to live in our minds because we have language. Okay. So what you're saying too, though, I hear you saying is that it's not good or bad. So absolutely where our job with the sorter is really only to notice is only, only to notice, notice. with no only judgment, notice. just notice where am I? Like where, what's happening? Absolutely. Because we would be in a, in a really bad spot if we didn't have our minds. For sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, I needed my mind to figure out how to get on this call, mm-hmm. you know, how to plug my microphone in, how to connect with you over zoom. I needed my mind to learn everything I'm talking about right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's not that, uh, you know, we want you, that's what I was trying to describe earlier. We don't want to live in our five sense experience. We don't want to live in our minds. Now, the reason this matters so much in our world today is the default for us is to be in our minds. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so that's why this, this noticing the difference and, and that's where your, your truth will come out and what works for you will come out. You'll notice that there are going to be some times in which what works best for you is being really in your mind. Like if you're having, if you're helping your kid with her math homework, like you, you got to use your mind. You, mm-hmm. You're going to be in your mind. You're, you're not going to notice. I don't want you noticing all these other things going on. I'd, I'd like you to be engaged with your daughter or your son so you mm-hmm. can help them with their math. Um, if you are budgeting for something in the future and figuring out your finances, if you're doing your taxes, uh, if, if you're doing anything that requires any kind of problem solving, which are usually all external tasks, uh, then you absolutely want to have a lot of your attention being in your mental experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but when it comes to being a human being and feeling your feelings and processing your experiences and tasting your food and feeling water on your skin and going swimming and going walking and going hiking and having conversations with other people, just notice how workable and and enriching it is to be in your mental experience of that versus in your five sense experience of that. Okay. So our job is to notice. Our job is to notice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's the horizontal line then? Yeah. So the horizontal line is the function line. So if you draw that line um, intersecting that, that vertical line, the horizontal line on the right of that, you want to write towards or just a T. And on the left of that, you want to write away or just an A. Um, and as human beings, we do two things to survive, right? So we either move away from fear or danger uh, because it's really important if a car is coming at me that I get out of the way of that. Mm-hmm. Like I am not going to continue to live if when a car <laughs> is coming at me, <laughs> I don't get out of the way. Right. So I got to, I got to move away from, um, difficult things often to survive. And that's very, very important. Away moves are essential in life. Right. So, Got to be able to move away from things that might kill us. 
And then also to survive in, in order to continue to live, I need to move towards things that, um, you know, en enhance my life. So I need to eat. If I don't move towards food, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. Right. If I don't move towards connection with other human beings, I'm going to die sooner. Mm -hmm. If I don't move towards warmth when I'm freezing cold, uh, I'm probably going to die, you know, of <laughs> hypothermia. Yeah. So, you know, so this is as human beings to survive, we, we have to move away from things that put us in danger so that we can get relief. And we also have to move towards things that enrich our lives and sustain us. Okay. And we, we can't do without either. So, okay. so the, the, the organism that becomes extinct, the person that dies is the one that either isn't moving towards or isn't moving away. So okay. we need both. So we need both our five sense experience and our mental experience. And then we need both our toward moves and our awareness. So we yes. have, so we have basically like a plus sign mm -hmm. and now we have split space into four quadrants. Yes. And this is the life sorter or the sorter, my sorter. My sorter. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think if we do two more things, then I can tell you that your life is nothing but the sorter. Okay. If we do two more things, if in the middle where those two lines intersect, you draw uh -huh. a circle, like a little okay. circle there, and you write me noticing. Okay. Okay. If we do that, then I don't know if you've ever had this experience of kind of noticing yourself noticing. So mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. The sense of kind of being above yourself and just noticing, like, let's say you're you're out on a walk and you're hiking and you are noticing how beautiful it is. And, and all of a sudden you're just noticing yourself. Oh, I'm kind of like you're hovering above yourself, noticing yourself having this experience of being on this walk and really enjoying yourself. Mm -hmm. So the, in, in kind of this act world and this sorter world, we call that this kind of, hard to understand when you just look at the language of it thing called self as context. Okay. So, you know, when we talked about the, the vertical line, I said, that's the contextual line, but your whole life is always happening in context. So the stuff isn't you, which is really hard to remember when we're hooked by our stuff. What do you mean uh, by stuff? Yeah. So, uh, your thoughts, your feelings, okay. your fears, your stories, your history, just all the stuff that happens inside of you. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes we, we mistake who we are for that stuff. And what does hooked mean? You mean when you get stuck kind of in your stuff where you're stuck in your feelings and or your thoughts about something and you can't seem to notice anything else? Like Yeah. What if I said... Um, I'm just going to throw a word out to you, Katie. Ugly. Ooh, yuck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How does that make you feel inside? Um, yuck was my response. Okay. Do you have, when I just say that word, I mean, it, I, I'm not giving you any kind of context. I'm just mm -hmm. saying this word ugly. What, what came up in your head? 
that it was applying to me. Okay. So was there a thought? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure what it was. There must yeah. have been a thought about, I don't want to be ugly, that kind of okay. thing. Uh-huh. Something I uh-huh. don't want. Yep. Um, it wasn't, didn't feel good. Uh-huh. Um, if I really thought you meant it, I would uh-huh. be hurt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a really sticky word. Kinda, I hooked you, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I got you feeling all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. With one word. Mm-hmm. With one word. Yeah. And, and that's how marketing works. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, when we talk about stickiness and hooks, if you really want to understand it, just like watch TV, look at a magazine, uh, go on social media. And that, that's what we mean by hooked. So marketing media, we use language to hook people. So are you saying that's happening inside of us too? All the time. With our own thoughts. With our own thoughts. Okay. Yeah. And it's more subtle sometimes. uh, But, you know, language is just really sticky. If if I threw out the word um, broken, if I, and and based on our histories, all of us, are going to do all kinds of weird things with these words. We've derived all kinds of relationships to these words that can just get us really stuck in our minds and Mm -hmm. feeling really uncomfortable. And when we feel uncomfortable, the natural thing is to try to move away from that discomfort. Okay. So that's what, you know, that, and all of this is to talk about how, well, can I notice the difference between what it feels like to move away from yucky feelings and thoughts inside versus what it feels like to move towards stuff that really matters to me? So that's the second discrimination task, noticing the difference between what it feels like to move away from difficult stuff inside versus what it feels like to move towards the people and the things that really matter to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you were to put those things in a quadrant, like when we're talking about a sorter mm-hmm. or my sorter, we're talking about like yeah. me, if I'm using the sorter, if I was to put these things into the sorter, meaning who and what's important to me and what comes up inside um, that is sticky or um, yucky, I guess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as I move toward maybe those things that are really important to me, who and what, like I'm just thinking about my relationships, of course, for me. And I think most human beings, when you say what's important to you, I'm going to think of relationships first. Yeah. And so for me, it would be my husband and kids and my family and my friends. And um, I'd probably name them. Um, So where would that go? Yeah. Over time, I've noticed the best way to do this is to start by asking who matters to you. Okay. So that would go in the lower right quadrant. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, why would that go in the lower right quadrant? Because it's happening in your mind. Okay. You're not actually doing, you're just think. I'm just asking you to think about who matters to you. And when you do that, you do that in your mind, right? Okay. You mm-hmm. think yeah. my husband, my kids, my mom, all, all these people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason it is, so the reason it's in the lower quadrant is because that's something that's happening on the inside. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And Makes then sense. the reason it's in the lower right on the right side is because you're thinking about it's appetitive. It, it's something that 
um, is enriching and meaningful. Okay. And okay. It's, it's something that is a toward. You want right? to move toward it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to move toward it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so the who that matters to you is in the lower right. And then right away, when you think about that, when you think about, let's say, um, your daughter, right? Mm -hmm. So your daughter matters to you. When you think about, is there, when you think about your daughter, is there any stuff that shows up inside of you that is a bit unpleasant? Yes. Like what? Oh, well, my one daughter left my house yesterday and went back. She was staying here for two weeks and she went home. And so what comes up immediately is missing her and distance and, um, time passing. Mm-hmm. And that's all hard, you know? Yeah. Right. So. right. So all that stuff, all that difficult stuff, all those thoughts and feelings and memories and stories and fears and everything that, that shows up in Katie would go in the lower left. Mm-hmm. It's in the lower because it's all happening inside. Like looking at her, I can't see any of that happening. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Like she's, there's not like little thought bubbles coming out of her head <laughs> that, that say any of that. Uh, so all that's happening on the inside. Uh, and it's stuff that when all that shows up inside of you, Katie, do you want to hug it and grab it and move toward it and have more of it? No, not at all. Do you want to get away from it? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I saw you trying to get away from that stuff, what would I see you doing? Behaviorally? mm, I think I would, uh, I think my, my, Mode of operation is to get pretty busy, mm-hmm. um, to busy myself so I don't um, distract. So I distract okay. myself from those thoughts and feelings. What kind of busy stuff do you like to do? Uh, work. Work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can get involved with friends, go see friends. Um, okay. uh, I can contact people, see what's going on with them to distract myself from my own stuff. Um, yeah. I can clean. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff that looks fine. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, and that's the thing too. Like none of, like we said earlier, away behaviors aren't, you know, bad. With all of this, I I think this is so radical for people. And it was really radical for me in my life. It's really this like radically non-judgmental stance. Right, 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 right. It's really cool when you let go of every agenda and belief and narrative and and you just, for me, the one agenda I have is psychological flexibility. Right. Yeah. And you know, when, when I first started doing my sorter, um, it became pretty cool. You know, it's pretty interesting to watch your behavior when you're thinking, when you're talking about the stuff that you do to move away from difficult things. Yeah. And, and when you look back over a lifetime of however many years you've been on the planet, um, there's a lot of different behaviors that people engage in. You know, there's eating, there's watching TV, there's drinking, there's drugs, there's sex, there's relationships, there's um, all kinds of things that could be toward moves or could be away moves. It just depends on what you're using them for. Yeah. Let's say, um, let's say I, you know, I, I just throw the word out to you daughter. And then because your daughter just left the other day, 
all of this lower left stuff happens inside of you that's really difficult for you to feel. Mm-hmm. And then in an effort to get away from that stuff, you go to the freezer and grab a pint of ice cream. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And you start eating ice cream in an effort to have some pleasure and distract yourself from all the feelings happening inside and soothe mm-hmm. yourself and, and all of that. So the, the context of you eating ice cream was by yourself um, mm-hmm. uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and you were probably quite mindless when you were doing it because I, I, pro- I'm guessing you probably didn't taste the ice cream. You were just holding the pint, standing by the freezer, shoving it down. Okay. So the function of that ice cream was to soothe your emotional system, was mm-hmm. to help you get away from all the yucky stuff. I can so, definitely do that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And let's, let's take the same example of, I say, daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you notice all kinds of yucky stuff happening in you once again, right? All, mm-hmm. the, all the stuff. And then you, you remember, you make contact with, oh, my daughter really matters to me. Right. So... And, and it is so important to notice because oftentimes we don't notice the space between having an emotion happen and having these thoughts happen and our behaviors to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to notice that space and to say, oh, wow, all this really difficult stuff is happening inside me. And then to move towards the who that matters. So grabbing your other daughter Mm-hmm. You know, going for a walk, going to the ice cream shop with her, mm-hmm. you know, ordering, you know, your favorite scoop. She orders her favorite scoop. You sit down, uh, you take a break together, you chat about stuff, what it's like for her to have her sister gone and what it's like for you to have, you know, her gone and, and how great it is to just sit there with her eating this ice cream. Uh, and you taste the ice cream and you share it with her, you take a bite of hers and you know, you've got strawberry, she's got chocolate, and then you mix the two together and you, <laughs> you notice how great that combination is. And mm-hmm. so in that, so it's the same behavior, it's eating ice cream, right? Gotcha. but the context is completely different. You're with someone you love, you're, you're, you're using the function of the ice cream is to connect you with the person that matters to you. Right. So once again, behaviors are never good or bad. Behaviors are neutral. It's what's the function, what's the context, and also is it working to give me what I want? What you want is to connect with your daughter, going for a walk, going to the ice cream shop, sitting down with her, eating ice cream together. That is working to give you what you want. Right. Where and just I would, standing by the freezer by myself is. And there's, yeah, once again, there is no judgment or morality yeah. to yeah. eating ice cream at the freezer by yourself and scarfing it down. But it My doesn't work. Only- it doesn't, it works to get you away from that difficult feeling inside. So it gives you the shorter sooner. You're, right. you're going to get this sh- relief from this, you know, emotional thing that's going on. And I would argue that I would, were to ask you, does it work to give you what you want down in that lower right? No. Does it connect you with that who that matters to you? No. Right. Right. So, yeah. Okay. And 
Yeah. And, and you'll find in your life, it's not that we always want to be, we're not always going to be doing the workable thing. You know, we're human beings. You know, sometimes yeah. you're just going to find yourself at 2 a.m., you know, eating ice cream, scarfing it down. You know, and that's, that's where, you know, we have to recognize that we're just humans being human, you know, and, and that's not always going to be pretty or perfect. And that's a fun thing about this sorter and my sorter. For me personally, my sorter has just given me such freedom and opened my life up so much because I can just notice. Mm -hmm. I like, it's so fun to let go of all agendas and all uh, judgment of yourself and just let yourself notice yourself being a human being. You're yeah. letting yourself be in process. I, I live so much of my life regarding myself as a problem to be fixed. Um, and it's really, it's really enlivening when you drop that agenda and you just let yourself unfold day, day in, day out, moment in, moment out, just continually unfolding. You're just the so, self in process. So what you're saying is when you catch, like if I caught myself or caught myself, meaning I noticed. You noticed, yeah. I noticed that I'm standing by the freezer eating out of a carton. Yeah. That it's, it's just a behavior and I just, I decide whether it's working or not. Like, and I don't even answer that question. Mm -hmm. If I, if I notice myself eating ice cream in that way, instead of asking myself, is this behavior working to give me what yeah. I want? Right. It, it's, it's very clear that it's not. And so don't, <laughs> yeah. don't even answer the question because answering the question gets you back into language. Right. And Good point. And, and it'll just get you back into your head. And then you'll probably be in this stuck loop some other stuck loop judging yourself oh my gosh here i am exactly. eating ice cream by myself like Again. and that's just gonna make you feel bad which will make you do another away move right um, got it so that's how people that's how all know, these things are connected that's how all these things are connected and that's how people have their whole lives their whole lives end up being about always moving away from yucky stuff inside, inside instead of having their lives be about taking the yucky stuff with them as they move towards the stuff that really matters to them. Yeah. The stuff that makes feeling all the yucky stuff worth it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I can imagine in this example, yeah. um, turning to my other daughter and saying, Hey, do you want to go for a walk or go get ice cream? Um, uh, I would, it, I would have to take the, the yucky feelings with me because she's my daughter too. And it's all yeah. connected, you know? Oh, you mean they don't magically go away? They don't. And yeah. they're, it's all connected. And, um, you know, the knowledge that the knowledge that you have as a parent that your kids are not going to live with you anymore. Mm. Um, and that you're, you know, you just sort of have an observer's point of view of their life. Um, from whatever they want to share with you really is uh, true for all your kids. So it's, it's the same missing, if that makes any sense and the same mm -hmm. relationship to time passing and those kinds of things. So, yeah, I see your point, you know, that you have to take it with you. You have to notice it and take it with you as you make, as you turn toward the things that are important to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, if you didn't, if when I said daughter, you didn't feel all that really difficult stuff inside, 
then I would question how, you know, have you allowed yourself to really connect and be vulnerable and intimate and attached to them? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's because you have such a, you know, dynamic, complicated, interesting, meaningful, intimate relationship with them that there's all that lower left stuff. Right. So Not that opinion. lower left stuff points you towards what matters to you. Mm-hmm. So are you so saying, you, yeah. uh, so you're saying you hurt where you care? Yep. Mm-hmm. You hurt, hurt where you care and you care where you hurt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The people you love the most are the ones that are going to break your heart the most. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can completely give up loving anyone again mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll never be heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's why it's so important to know what you value or what's important to you. Yeah. So yeah. you know how to kind of orient. That's the only, yeah, for me now, that's the only truth criterion. There's no, there's no other uh, workable thing for me except asking, is this behavior working to give me what I want? Okay. And, and that's different for every human being. So as a psychologist, it's been really helpful because being able to drop any agenda except for psychological flexibility and workability for a person really allows me to just help them notice and sort Mm -hmm. and work on where they get stuck figuring a lot of people aren't really sure about that. Yeah. They're really not sure about the who and the what that matters to them, or they've inherited other people's who and what's. Mm -hmm. And so they're living in a way that doesn't really work for them. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so when, when, and I wanted to point out that our switch to calling this um, my sorter is somewhat, well, it became important to both Jasmine and me that we real, that we highlight in some way that it's different for everybody, that there is no um, the way of doing it. Um, this is a process for individuals to enter into this process and um, find their own answers about what is who and what's important to them and then find their own answers or notice their own behaviors and notice their own um, inner stuff and then um, find out what they, what is workable for them. Mm -hmm. You know what, and my ideas about what are workable for you are different from your ideas about what are workable for you, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. And um, it just kind of frees it up from all that judging that happens. Yeah. All that judgment. Yeah. yeah, I was I was texting earlier, I think it was yesterday with Katie about this idea of sneaky judgment. Mm-hmm. Like judgment is so sneaky. It can just come in so fast. Like even even things that we think are quote unquote good, like the statement, um, you should just love yourself, mm-hmm. you know, or, or just be nice to yourself, like practice self-compassion, um, give yourself a break. Like all, whenever all of those are agendas and it's mm-hmm. just sneaky judgment coming in, it's saying, uh, there's something wrong or bad about you cause you don't love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you should love yourself because that works out really well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you should practice self-compassion because self-compassion has changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you should, you know, look in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself because that's really worked for me. So uh, oftentimes people are really well-intentioned with their sneaky judgments and their statements about 
this way of living in the world really works for me, so you should do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really hard not to do that, you know, but it, it doesn't work. It mm-hmm. just doesn't work. It doesn't work to make you feel connected to other people. It doesn't work to help other people. And so how is, how up- is us putting this out there and saying this, um, this process has really worked for us mm-hmm. as individuals? Um, how's that any different? Because it's a process. Okay. Uh-huh. It's a, a process and experience. Um, we are offering you this process that will give you an experience. And then you, that experience is going to be yours. It, it has nothing to do with truth. It has nothing to do with what's right or what's wrong. Uh, it's just a process. Mm-hmm. We're just giving you the opportunity to go through this experience and go through this process. Okay. Yeah. So getting back to the sorter, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. Getting back to the sorter, um, when we talk about the behaviors that people engage in or I engage in, if I'm moving through this sorter with um, the idea of my kids and particularly dealing with my oldest um, or just having happened that my my oldest just moved back to where, to her city um, or left us after two weeks. Um, Where, so where would the behaviors I engage in getting busy, um, you know, just trying to distract myself? um, Where would I, where would I put them on the, on the sorter? Yeah. The upper left. Okay. So those go above on the upper left. Yeah. And and the reason is because those are things happening outside. I can, I can see you doing that stuff. I can see you, you know, if I, if I was a spy, you know, in your house, I'd see you eating that ice cream or I'd Mm -hmm. see you working or I'd see you cleaning the house or I'd see you going for a walk. So they're mm-hmm. behaviors I can observe. The thoughts and the feelings and the stories and the memories happening inside of you, those are in the lower left because I can't see those. Those are happening inside of you. Okay. And they're yeah. on the left because they're away. I'm yeah. Away. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's moving you away from yucky stuff inside and the point of them is to give you relief. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so if I was to, for example, go to my other daughter and mm-hmm. ask her to go for a walk with me to go get ice cream, like we described, that would be, I would put that in the upper right because you Correct. could see me doing that and I'd be moving toward who's important to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you, that's a very rewarding behavior. Mm-hmm. So the sorter uh, is, is based on behaviorism. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we, it's applied behaviorism. And we know that as human beings, we operate by either trying to get relief from things or be rewarded by things. Mm-hmm. So the, the left side of the diagram is all about relief and the right side is all about reward. Okay. Yeah. And also, like like you described earlier, Katie, when you grabbed your other daughter and went to the ice cream shop with her, all your lower left stuff didn't go away. Mm-hmm. The, the thing about this, the thing about my sword or the thing about life is that the second you don't have fear and anxiety and sadness and grief, uh, that means you're dead. So there's never going to be a day when all of the lower left stuff goes away mm-hmm. or we're not trying to get it to go away. We're trying to remind ourselves of why 
it's worth having that stuff. Mm -hmm. So the lower right reminds us of, oh, all of this, this stuff about being a human, all this pain, all this fear, all this anxiety, all this insecurity, I'm doing this because I'm doing this in service of the who and the what that matters to me. Right. I do want to point out that, um, you know, turn missing one child and then turning to the other could also be in a way move. Yes. Because we can use our relationships to distract us from, um, from our, pain or um, stuff that's really hard for us. So I just wanted to point out that um, it just depends on how you're using it. Like it depends on how, Mm -hmm. if you're willing to take that stuff with you, or are you really actually trying to distract from it or get relief? And you'll know. I mean, I know it's only me. It's only you who knows. Yes. It's only you who knows like what's going on on the inside there. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if someone just showed me someone engaging in a behavior, I wouldn't know whether it's a tort or a way move, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, even if someone calls me on the, you know, for a session and I'm, I'm talking to them and they say, yeah, I went to Chick-fil-A yesterday. Like I need to know more. I don't know <laughs> if that is, you know, a tort or an away move. Like, what was the function and the context and and all of my sorter is based on this philosophy of science called functional contextualism right mm-hmm. so the the thing we're asking ourselves always is under what context is this behavior happening and what is its function mm-hmm. so okay. and then that is how we determine whether or not it's workable Okay, so well, we covered a lot today. You yeah, know, introducing uh, my sorter, and if you're interested, please uh, go to mysorter.com, and we'll have some diagrams there for you, so you can look at what we're talking about, which we tried to describe um, verbally. And there's also a mini course for you there, where we can lead you through some of this. Um, it's how free. much is that mini course? It is free, so free. please sign up for that mini course. And uh, you can begin using my sorter, but please continue to listen. We'll go in more in depth in future podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.